The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are talking all things people-pleasing. Now, guys, how are you? Happy Sunday. I feel like it's been a hot minute since we've sat down and just chatted, you and I, one-on-one, because I've had, obviously, a couple of guest episodes back-to-back. Thank you for your patience as well with me, because I did have like part one and part two of this property series that I want to do. I have another episode coming with my builder, Nathan, to do like a renovation episode. And then I even want to get my financial planner on the podcast as well. So we can talk about other ways to invest if it's not property, maybe things like shares or super and stuff like that. And so typically I notice when I have a guest episode on, I ask for their highlights, gratitudes and struggles, but I never give mine. And so I feel like I haven't spoken to you properly in like, what, two or three weeks. And so how are you? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. And I'm going to give you my highlight gratitude and struggle now. I also want you to come into the Facebook group if you aren't already. The link will be in the notes. We have nearly 5,000 people in there. And every single Monday, I put a post up and I ask you guys for your highlight gratitude and struggle because I love reading it. And I feel like it just helps us stay connected. And so we're going to get into mine now. Firstly, I think I will start with my struggle because we'll just get the bad stuff out of the way. But my struggle has been with dating lately. And I think I've got like a couple of things going on at once. But I really thought that while I was single, I was like healed and everything's good and fine. And then you go into the dating pool and you start dating someone and you start to like them. And all of a sudden, all your shit just comes to the fucking surface. And that is what's happening to me right now. And I'm trying just to stay very like calm, logical, rational. Do have a therapy appointment next week. I did call my therapist in the car on the way here to try and bring the appointment forward because I need to speak to her. But it's okay. We're going to just keep journaling, hold tight until I do have a chat to her. And I do really think kind of goes back to some of the questions I get about, you know, you can't enter into relationships because you have too much baggage or you're not healed. I truly think like relationships and dating can be healing. There's only so much healing you can do in your own bubble. It's when you become like triggered by another person or triggered by a relationship or a date or something like that, where it helps you unpack and uncover other things that might need some attention. And so that has been a bit of a struggle for me this week. Obviously, I will give you a bit of an update on that once I have my therapy appointment. But as I said, I really just need to speak to her. I do, however, have some really good highlights and some really good gratitudes. I'm really grateful for a lot of things. And so the good is definitely outweighing the bad. We can take that bad with a grain of salt. And I'm going to go into my highlight and gratitude now. My highlight, I'm sure you haven't missed it because I've been annoying as fuck, but it's my Jazz Handmade launch. Now, I'm recording this on Tuesday. The launch happens on Friday and this podcast comes out on Sunday. I wish that I could record this after launch to let you guys know how it went. I'll give you an update next week, but... At the time of recording, I am nervous as anything. I'm excited because the response from you guys has been beautiful and that's my gratitude. The rallying behind me and just the excitement and the support has not gone unnoticed, but I am incredibly, incredibly nervous. It is 
a new pathway for me. I've never done something like this. Usually if I'm doing any brand stuff, I'm like promoting someone else's product or promoting someone else's brand. And this has been obviously so hands-on, so different. And there is a bit of risk there. So I'm hoping it goes really well. I'm hoping it's a sellout. I'm manifesting for a sellout, but I'll let you guys know how we go in the upcoming Sunday episode. Oh, and the other thing before we get into the show, because that's my highlight and gratitude. So thank you again to everybody listening. If you have shown me any love about it, I'm so grateful. And I promise after the launch, after it sells out, see what I did there. I'm just claiming what I want it to be. I will shut up about it. (laughs) I know I've been really annoying. So thank you for your patience. But before we get into the show, it is the last Sunday of the month. I can't believe that. I feel like this year is flying by. May has been pretty full on for me. I've been really busy, haven't really noticed how quick it's gone, but it is a cheeky reminder to do some journal prompts. I will put a little check-in into the Facebook group and probably on the podcast Instagram stories. So yeah, that's something that I love to do and I would obviously recommend you guys doing that as well. Now, we're going to get straight into the show because it is a juicy one and I'm very excited to bring this to you. The first thing we're going to talk about is what people-pleasing is. I'm going to talk about the characteristics. I'm going to explain why we do it. And then I'm going to give you my top tips for breaking the people-pleasing cycle. Now, you guys voted for this episode and it was a popular one. I put the poll into the broadcast channel that I have for the podcast. I love that. It's like a little bit of a group chat and you voted for it. So thank you. And as a reformed people-pleaser myself, I feel like this is an important thing that we discussed because I didn't realize that I was doing this and it then caused some like issues in my day-to-day life and I feel like by the number of responses we had and even in the feedback you guys gave me before recording this episode I feel like many of you can relate and I think obviously like all the episodes I do here I want it to be like a toolkit they will all intertwine with each other And hopefully, if you feel like you can relate or you are a people pleaser, then by the end of this episode, you'll be feeling empowered and have some practical tips to help you try to challenge that and change that if you want to. Now, as always, we start with a definition because we need a starting point, okay? So, people pleaser is a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of their own needs or desires. Now, I had a few of you reply to the question box yesterday saying that I like doing nice things for people. I like making other people happy. And guys, I'm not talking about that. (laughs) Okay. Like everything, there's a spectrum. I think it's completely fine to want to do kind things or do kind gestures or make the people in your life happy. That is normal and okay. This is beyond being kind. Okay. I'm talking about the other side of it where you are deciding that everybody else's needs and everybody else's wants are more important than your own. And I noticed in that question box that people pleasing is showing up everywhere for us, whether it's at work, especially at work, whether it's in our relationships with friends, with family, it can show up anywhere. And I think it is also a really normal thing to experience. So if you are someone who can identify or relate, don't be hard on yourself. As always, we're being kind and compassionate. Now, I was a people pleaser in one specific area of my life and it's funny now when I look back at it because I never really struggled with it at work, never really struggled in friendship, never really struggled with it with my family either but when it came to romantic relationships that was just my weakness and I'm not anymore because obviously I've done the work, I've unpacked it all with my psychologist in therapy, I really worked on that area of my own self-development and I'm going to explain what I did to you guys because I feel like 
maybe people listening might get something from it. But what I would do is I would get into a relationship and to try and earn love from my partners, I would self-sacrifice parts of me so that I would be more palatable or liked by them or accepted by them or loved by them. And it was a repeated pattern and it wasn't until I went to therapy and literally went back through all my past relationships and wrote out (laughs) all of the patterns, what was happening, why it ended, that I could see this pattern repeat. And what was driving that was like this deep desire for connection But I was deciding that that connection was more important than honoring myself and honoring who I truly was. And that never ends well. (laughs) I'm lived proof that it doesn't end well because it's not a game that you can play forever. It is a really hard act. Yeah, exhausting to keep up because you're not really being true to yourself. And sure, you may be able to withstand that for a period of time. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, maybe it's three years. But if you are in a relationship with someone and you're planning or you're wanting to spend your life with them, it's going to be hard to hold up that almost facade. And it wasn't done through like spitefulness or nastiness or anything like that. It was just because I wanted that connection. And I'm going to go through some of the other traits or characteristics And as I said earlier, if you are resonating with these, don't feel bad. Don't judge. We never do that here. Okay. We're just observing. And that's, I think, the most important thing when it comes to stuff like this in self-development. And obviously, self-compassion and kindness go hand in hand with that as well. But some of the other traits that I found in the research for this episode, uh, you may be a very agreeable person. So usually, this is to seek approval from whoever we are agreeing with. Okay. But it does really run the risk of setting you up for future frustration and leading you down a path that is not sustainable. You may also struggle to be assertive or assert yourself or assert your needs. And that's partially because you don't want to because you're scared of the outcome if you do. But sometimes you may even struggle to recognize how you feel or articulate how you feel. You may be someone who struggles to and rarely says no. So you might be worried that by saying no or disagreeing will make people think that you don't care about them. And this also goes for doing stuff when you don't want to do it. And even when you don't have the capacity or the time to do it, but still saying yes as well. You accommodate the needs of others while at the same time undermining your own true needs. So that is kind of related to what we just spoke about, but it's that constant giving. You're always giving to other people, giving, 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 and hoping that people will give it back and reciprocate that love that you want. And that can lead to resentfulness, but I'll get to that in a second. Some other traits, you may go with the flow that's dictated by others. And I mean, obviously, It's not a bad thing to go with the flow in life. I'd like to kind of not resist anything, but that is, again, being too agreeable and always doing what everybody else wants at the expense of what you really want. You may also really want others to like you and be accepted. And that comes from like a worry of rejection. And so what you do is you act in a way that keeps people from rejecting you. Again, not helpful in the long term. You may also highly value praise from others or feel valuable when you comply with others. And it's really interesting where that comes from because I can relate to that and I'll get to that in a second as well. You may also apologize a lot even when there's nothing to apologize for. And so it's that readiness to take on blame. 
I was thinking about some examples and it's like something might go wrong and even though it's not your fault, you put your hand up and say, oh my God, I'm so sorry for this. Like maybe someone bumps into you and you're the first one to turn around and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I, I, I still probably would do that to this day. You may also avoid disagreements and prefer not to confront issues directly. Now, that comes from a fear of obviously conflict and trying to keep the peace, and even not wanting to unsettle things. So instead of actually speaking up about things that matter to you, you just bite your tongue or keep silent instead. You could also have low self-worth or low self-esteem. And that's because you might believe that people only care about you when you are useful or when you are doing something. And you do rely on that validation from external parties or other people to feel good about yourself. And then this one was so interesting, but you may have no free time. And it really is looking at the last time you did something for yourself after all your responsibilities, after maybe it's going to work, looking after the kids, doing the household chores, what time is left over for you? I'm not saying that just because you're busy, you're a people pleaser. It's looking at, are you taking on too much? Maybe you're saying yes to stuff at work. Maybe you don't know how to say no in those types of settings. As I said earlier, it's not always negative, but there are definitely impacts that it can have on us long-term. And I have seen this definitely hurt relationships that I've been in in the past. And I think it can either hurt dynamics at work, within your family, with the people that you love as well. Now, here are some of the risks and reasons why I think it's important not to be a people pleaser. You may over time become very frustrated and resentful to the people in your life, especially if you are someone who does a lot for everybody else. It can definitely bubble away and come out from you in a different behavior down the track. So potentially running that risk of becoming like passive aggressive to people in your life because you're frustrated that you're constantly doing so much for them. As I said, it's not an act that you can keep up for a long-term period of time. It also puts you at risk for people then potentially taking advantage of you as well, which is not a good place to be. And I'm not saying that people are always going to take advantage of you. I do believe that there are more good people in the world than bad people, but some people may realize that you are someone that always says yes, that you are someone that always agrees. And so they will keep asking because they know that you're going to do that. You may also become burnt out or have higher stress levels. And this is something I see quite a bit, especially with the responses. Those of you who said you struggle with this at work were saying that you also felt burnt out. And that's because if you can't say no in those settings where you take on more projects or you say yes to doing things that you physically can't take on the time or have the time to do, that will take a toll on you mentally. And that can also start to take a toll on you physically as well. And then lastly, your relationships suffer. So I've already spoken about this before, but what happens is they start to not feel fulfilling because you're sacrificing what you really want at the expense of the relationship. And sooner or later, you're not going to be able to keep that up. And when you present as one version of yourself in whatever relationship it is, the version of you that you think everybody else wants to be, you're not showing up as you. And then that is just reinforcing this very deep belief about yourself that you're not good enough, that who you truly are at your core isn't worthy of love, which is a really dangerous game to play. It's not sustainable or fun for you or your relationships. Now, as part of this, I think it's also important to understand the reasons why. I'm going to read some of them. These aren't all the reasons, but these are the most common ones. I'm going to tell you which ones I relate to as well. It's really important here to know that this is a learned behavior. 
It's not a personality trait. So if you're listening to me and you're thinking, fuck, I'm a people pleaser, Adele, chill out. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. Chances are you've learned this as like a protective kind of mechanism to protect yourself, to keep yourself safe. And I think it's important we acknowledge where it comes from because that helps you then change it and challenge it. Now, pleasing or fawning, and you guys might be thinking, what is fawning? So it's like a response, right? We always hear about fight or flight, but there's actually flight, fight, freeze, or fawn. And I'd love to do another episode on all of those. But fawn is when we appease others in order to avoid threats or danger. Some of us do learn to fawn because it is a protection strategy. Now, sometimes it can come from your childhood. Most of the times it can. You may have had emotionally unavailable parents. That could be one of them or both of them. Maybe you had parents that just praised you when you did something. And I feel like some of us may be able to relate to this. If you were just praised when you got really good grades or when you cleaned up or when you did things that made you like a good kid, Basing your value on what you did for your parents or caregivers just teaches us that we would only get love and approval based on our actions and our behavior, not just for existing as we are. Maybe you grew up in a household that avoided conflict altogether, or maybe on the other extreme, you grew up in a household where there was conflict all the time. Maybe you grew up with a parent who also displayed that fawning or that people-pleasing tendency. And there could also be trauma that causes it as well. So you may have experienced trauma as a child, maybe from your caregivers, or maybe you have experienced trauma from a partner later on in life or from an event in life. And so what that has done is maybe taught you that it was safer to do what the other people wanted than standing up for yourself. Now, I know that is very, very heavy. But as I said, I think it is an important part of the conversation. I think we do have to acknowledge some of those reasons. I'm going to go into my tips and I have a note at the end of the episode as well in case you are sitting here thinking, oh my God, this is me, this is me. The first tip is awareness. And I think even by listening to this episode, even just like sitting with it and allowing yourself to like observe your own behavior, just monitoring it and recognizing how it shows up in your day-to-day life is a perfect starting point. So I don't think it's reasonable to sit here and say to you, you need to go out and change every single thing that you're doing tomorrow because that's just going to set us up for failure. Just chill with it for a second. Become aware of your tendencies. What I would recommend is maybe just keeping like a little notes app in your phone over the next coming weeks just to see when it comes up. Maybe you get asked to do something and you struggle to say no. Maybe you're agreeing to something and while you're agreeing with it inside, you're thinking, oh my God, I don't really want to do this. Take note of that as well. All you're doing with this awareness is just taking note of it. The next tip is to practice boundary setting. Now, boundaries are so tied to people pleasing and I've already done an episode on boundaries. That is episode 41. And I think as you learn to develop boundaries and as you learn to get better at them, that directly challenges the people-pleasing tendency. What I would love for you to do is the next time that someone does ask you to do something or you have the urge to put your hand up and say, I'm going to do that. Take a minute. Give yourself some space. Give yourself some time. Put some time between putting your hand up or saying yes to that person and ask yourself a couple of questions. I'm going to give these to you, so write them down. Ask yourself, do I really want to do this or do I not want to do this? 
What feeling are you feeling in your body when you're being asked? I typically like to go by like my gut reaction. My gut reaction usually is like spot on and I listen to it now. But sometimes you may not be able to be in tune with that, which is fine. And so that's why I think ask yourself these questions, write it down if you need to. The next one is, do I have to sacrifice something to do this and put my hand up for it or take this on and add this to my plate? Will I feel genuinely happy if I do this? Am I really wanting to do this because it's going to make me happy or am I doing this because I'm scared of what that person thinks or I'm scared to let them down or I'm scared to look selfish? Will I feel resentment if I do this? Really just unpack it a little bit. Tip number three is to practice saying no and to practice asking for what you truly want. And again, I've done another episode on asking for what you want. It's episode number 14. And that is all about assertive energy, assertive communication. Again, if you have difficulties speaking up, honoring your truth, honoring that voice, that internal voice. And there are so many different examples that I could give you when this comes up. I think whether it's like your date asking you what you want to order on the menu, or maybe you're speaking up if somebody got your order wrong, or maybe you're even just negotiating a pay rise at work or doing a favor for somebody or declining an invite to something. It is okay to start saying no and to practice not doing what you don't want to do. Okay. There is so much power that comes from that. And I know it's really uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. We talk about it a lot in episode 14, but it becomes, it's like a muscle, right? The more you do it, the better you get at it and the better it feels and the more natural it feels. If you have gone your whole life, never saying no, or only doing what everybody else wants to do, of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable when you do that for yourself. But when you start to do that, that's just going to strengthen that connection with you and reduce that people pleasing tendency. Tip number four is to practice reframing some of your internal beliefs. Now, again, I would recommend a little journal session, even after you have just taken note over everything that's come up and going back and seeing what beliefs are attached to that. Now, we're all going to have different internal beliefs and we're all going to have different thoughts about what comes up when we say no or when we speak up or when something makes us feel uncomfortable. I don't know what yours would be, but I'm talking about the thoughts that tell you you're not worthy, the thoughts that tell you that you aren't enough or that it's better if you just do it because it keeps the peace. Write all of those down and then try to reframe them in a way that feels better. And I'll give you some new thoughts to borrow if you feel like these suit you, right? It's telling yourself that your needs are important. It's telling yourself that you can speak up. It's okay to speak up. It's telling yourself that you are allowed to put yourself first. It's telling yourself that it doesn't make you selfish if you speak up. It's telling yourself that in the long run, everyone and everything actually benefits from you truly being you. And it's telling yourself that you are enough just as you are. And then my last tip is actually therapy. (laughs) And I know that some people may think, oh, well, that's not a good enough reason to go to therapy. I haven't gone through anything bad enough to have gone to therapy or go for something like that. But I tell you, going to therapy, this has been one of the biggest things I've worked on in my relationships and with my psychologist. And I fully back working with like a counselor, a psychologist, a therapist, whoever, to help you work through this because what happens is they can help you get those new thoughts. They can also help you unpack why and where it's come from. They can sit with you to go back and look at your childhood and your past relationships to really get to the bottom of why this behavior is happening. And sometimes 
I think even if you feel like there isn't a clear cause, they can then help you with coping strategies and techniques and skills and that toolkit that I always talk about to address, you know, that behavior moving forward. And it was really fascinating for me because I had on a surface level known that my relationships weren't working out for whatever reason, or I was picking the same type of person to date for whatever reason. But it wasn't until I did sit down and do that work in therapy that I realized, oh my goodness, this is actually not the best thing to do. And so now I am unapologetically myself and I've changed for the better. And I feel like my relationships have improved because of it. Even though some of the new ones since I've gone to therapy haven't worked out, it's okay because I still am honoring myself and they feel better for me despite not working out for other reasons. But guys, we can wrap the show there. As always, it's not a replacement for therapy or professional mental health help. So if you do need that, please check the show notes. Please also give us a follow on Instagram, Your Safe Space Pod. Join our Facebook group, Your Safe Space Podcast Community. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review or a rating anywhere. Please share on your story when you're listening. It goes a long way. Word of mouth is the best way that you can help this little independent podcast. And I will see you guys next time. But have a beautiful week ahead and I'll see you on Friday. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.